Hey, Krista. Hey, Sarah. We're back for season two, baby. Right? Who would have thought we'd be back for another one? I know. We still have so many things to talk about. So I guess I'll see you Tuesday. Hey, Krista. Hey, girl. Happy to see you again. Well, no one else can see us, just you and I. It's true. It makes it awkward if we can't see each other, right? Yeah, we're just talking to nobody. But I'm talking to you. (laughs) How's it going? It's going pretty good. Okay, well, do you want to tell everyone what we're chatting about today? Today, we're going to talk about diets, diet culture. The whole idea of it's a diet, no, it's a lifestyle. It's really talking about restrictive eating and how that is the new norm in our society and not only for females, but now even for males. Like we're managing, monitoring, reporting on everything that we're ingesting and judging each other for it. That's pretty light, like, right? Like, let's get into it. (laughs) Let's get into it. Okay, so let's start out with a stat because, you know, my name is Statista. Approximately 45 million Americans diet each year, spending $33 billion on weight loss products. Wow. It, it, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in diet culture, which is why you see so many like, yeah. fitness coaches on Instagram. Well, it's everywhere. You're getting like bombarded, like everywhere you look, like on TV, on your phone, Mm -hmm. like on billboards, outside, in the stores, like everywhere. Exactly. The average person sees between 3,000 to 5,000 advertisements each day, many of which promote unrealistic beauty standards. Exactly. Yeah. That is so bad. It's the world that we live in and sex sells and... Even though there's a whole movement of like body positivity and, you know, Lizzo is, is probably the biggest, I don't want to advocate or ambassador. I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but of like body acceptance and the modeling world becoming more expansive and inclusive in terms of sizes. But the other side of the coin has become so pervasive and negative that it doesn't feel like we've moved in really a positive direction in both cases. Either you have to be too restrictive or you're failing or you're letting it go too far to the point that the person is probably too heavy at their size and they have health issues but we can't say hey you need to like take care of yourself so we're somehow yeah and then like tlc Mm -hmm. right and then like tlc comes out with these shows like my 600 pound life and like a thousand pound sisters yes like And I'm sure they have, I'm sure on the flip side, they have other shows I just don't know about, but it's just like, oh my gosh, like, I know it's good TV, I guess, but Mm -hmm. no. Fun story about the girl from My 600 Pound Life or whatever it's called. She's the one who was like, she's a single child and her mom's from the South and she like used to be a dancer or something. And it just, is that the one where it just chronicles her life and she always has a boyfriend or something, but she just can't get it right? Like, I forget what her name is. Well, yeah, I think they like focus on like different people every episode kind of thing for 600 pound life. Okay. Oh, so that's the one where they have to, they're trying to die down for surgery or something with the doctor. There's another girl, she's called, it's also on TLC and it's like called my fat 
Fabulous Life or something. And it centers around oh, one yes, girl. Yes, 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 yes. So for work, I was traveling a few years back and I had to go, I think, which airport was it? I don't want to say it was Cleveland. I feel like it was Philadelphia. I had to like have a layover. But I was at the Toronto airport going to take my flight to Philly or something. And who is sitting across from me but said girl from that show? And I'm I like, think her name is Whitney. Yeah, exactly. So I, oh. I see her and I, I don't recognize her at first being like, why am I feeling like I know her? But at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't know her. Like, how do I not remember her? Because she's very like she has a look, right? Like it's very specific. And it's like, how do I not remember her? So then I realized, I'm yeah. like, oh, she's from the show. I'm like, what is she doing in Toronto? Because then I'm like, well, why would she be here? She was here for some conference where she was like a speaker or something. So, okay, fine. So then, of course, you are trying not to stare at somebody that you've seen on TV that you're seeing in real life. Not that I've never had like seen a celebrity in real life before, but I wait to board the plane. She gets to board first because she can, I guess. I go and board afterwards. I'm like the next layer or tier that gets to board. She's sitting in my seat. I had to tell her to get out of my seat. Yeah. Was she nice? Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But it's just like, you're the only one in the plane. How do you mess up the fact that you're sitting in my seat? And then I was judging. Anyway, it's a pervasive culture, restrictive eating. I would say for me that I wasn't paying attention to like being skinny or being fat when I was young. I don't think it started to like really set in for me until I was like closer to like maybe going into high school of like comparing mm -hmm. myself to other girls or, you know, puberty is hit. So now I have hips. And in those days, I was very much super skinny on top and then incredibly bottom heavy. So then I'm like, I'm not proportioned, have a big butt. My, my formative years were in the 90s where big butts were not all that anybody talked about. It was not cool to have a big butt. So I think that's kind of where it started, where I was just aware of how I looked. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think when I started high school as well, you you look around and you see other people and you see what they're wearing and what they're doing and everything and you want to be like them. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember thinking, I'm, I'm big. Mm. But then when I look at pictures now... Yeah. I'm like, no, you weren't. Right? You, like in your mind, when you're comparing yourself to other people or like the culture back in high school or whatever, yeah. you think you're fat. But in reality, you're not. Uh, but I remember like I looked at pictures recently. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I looked good. But I remember in that moment, I was like, I don't feel Feeling good. Bad. Yeah. When I look back, I wasn't I wasn't skinny, but I was definitely I wasn't fat, but I was I was definitely bottom heavy. So when I look back, I don't be like, oh, yeah, I was so skinny. I was like, yeah, I look different. But I was in an awkward yeah. high school phase. In my 20s, I look back and be like, girl, <laughs> you had it all kinds of wrong. But that's probably when I was in the height of like working out and like watching what I ate. Yeah. I'm going to give an I'm going to give another stat here if that's okay. Over 80% yeah. of 10-year-olds are afraid of being fat with body dissatisfaction leading to low self-esteem and eating disorders in adolescence. 10-year-olds? Yeah, 80% of them. Like and they're not differentiating differentiating gender. Uh, 10 would be like probably like grade 4. Oh my god. The fourth grade, yeah. That's so sad. But also like it makes sense if what what was your stat earlier like thousands were getting thousands of ads every day social and media seeing it too right exactly mm -hmm. we didn't have TikTok. social media like like we do now when we were yeah. growing up so it's Absolutely. completely changed and i think it's interesting that they're not being gender specific so it's it's on all sides where 
there's an ID, there's an ideology or an ideation about having the perfect body, depending on what gender you're in. So it's on, mm-hmm. I don't want to say both sides because I want to be inclusive. So it's on all sides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, like the fashion doesn't help when they're coming out with like these like crop tops. Mm. You know, know, like that, just, it just adds fuel to the fire if you're not, you know, confident or if you don't like feel good in your skin and your body, like, oh, you need to wear a crop top because that's a cool thing to do. It's like, well, you know. Oh, God, I remember being in like ninth and 10th grade and like being obsessive about doing sit ups because at that point it was like the thing to try and have abs or at least have like, oh, my God, to yeah. wear a crop top. What? Like. I, I, the amount of sit-ups I used to do then or like ab exercises, I would never do now. Like never. I'm going to plank and that'll be it. Like I'm never going to do the level that I did in those days. But I think also you're so uncomfortable in your body at that age, right? I remember just being like uncomfortable in my body. I didn't want it to be in dis- on display in any way. I had boobs. I had b- a butt. So like I wasn't fitting the standard of you know, Kelly Kapowski from Say by the Bell or, you know, whoever, like Donna Martin from like 90210 or something where they're just like, they're flat in the front, they're flat in the back. They just look like a pencil and straight hair. Mm-hmm. So everything was yeah. just like not fitting what the norm was. But also when you're hitting puberty, you get these stretch marks from growing. So then you're just like, my skin is not perfect. I don't want to show anything. So like a crop top, what? I don't want to show that. Yeah. yeah. And in those days, yeah. like both boys and girls would zero in on everything that was wrong about you, right? Being like, oh, you have you have a mustache. Oh, look, you you have a stretch mark on the on your side. It was just like, ugh. even th- I, I'm getting stressed I know, talking. Can you imagine? That. Right. But can you imagine how bad it is now because of social media and being online and everything like that? It's probably like 10 times worse. That's why 10 year olds yeah. are hyper- having these thoughts hypersexualized. Oh I remember I remember looking at like my brother's significantly older than me, like almost like a decade older. So, he grew up where when they were in high school, people in high school looked like they were old. And then my generation was we were in high school, we still looked like children. And now it's come full circle where you look at the picture of you when you're 13, 14, you look like a kid. You see a 13 or 14-year-old on like TikTok and you're like, how does she know how to contour already and like and have like all this makeup on or like eyelashes or like hypersexualized. Yeah. That's literally what I think though. I'm like, yeah. how did you like do that with your makeup? Like I don't even have that product. <laughs> Why do you feel like you need to? You're 14. Valid. True. So let's let's kind of like switch gears slightly because I don't want to I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and like I feel like I'm getting a little bit of PTSD. But I think a lot of the times when they talk about diets, and I touched on this at the beginning when I was introducing the episode, that you're hiding the restrictive eating under the moniker of it's a lifestyle change. I'm going to make a lifestyle change. But the reality is you're not going to live this lifestyle forever in some capacity if it's something very specific. And if it's restrictive, you're okay. So you're going to restrict calories until you die, or you're going to potentially develop some disordered eating. I know I definitely had that struggle in my 20s of where it's like, if you keep restricting and keep restricting, you're just going to keep losing more and more weight. But then eventually your body will be like, 
no, we're not going to do this. I'm going to shut you down, shut down your body till you get you until you can get your shit together. Research yeah. shows that about mm-hmm. 95% of diets fail with most people regaining lost weight within one to five years. It's tough to maintain, especially if you're doing an intense diet like that. Like you can't sustain it. And I, I think that you only have one life to live and do what you want, but in moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go crazy and try to have a balanced diet. That's what, that's how kind of I live my life and watch what you eat. And, you know, you know, you know that like, um, food pyramid back in like school and you're like you need this many grains you need this many vegetables like try to like have that in your mind when you're like planning things out because i never i've never really gone on like a quote-unquote diet Mm -hmm. but i've watched what i eat Mm. i think also it it has to do with how you live at home right and your access to things Mm -hmm. i would say my my mom probably gave me a lot of my disorder, my disordered eating habits. I wouldn't say that she had an eating disorder, but I did definitely inherit her restrictive eating style because she'd be like, oh, I never was on a diet because I was walking 40,000 steps a day. All these parents always have like be be hiking, right? As part of yeah, the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, and I would only eat like a Mars bar for the day or something. So it was always like these weird things that she would say where I'm like, oh, well, obviously I'm eating too much. I need to like eat less. And then she used to, uh, we used to eat a lot of junk food. Like, I guess she felt guilt because she worked kind of like shifts and she wasn't always around. So her way of like showing love was to like buy a lot of treats. My dad used to be like, you're buying too much junk food for these kids. They can't have junk food. I remember one Halloween, he took away our Halloween candy because we weren't like, we're just eating it as we wanted. Right. Like we weren't, it wasn't being rationed. And he's like, these kids are eating too much junk food. I'm going to take away their candy. And it was like, that's cool. But eventually he forgot that he took away the candy. So it didn't matter because I just got back into the candy anyway. He just like had it somewhere in his nightstand and I was able to grab mm-hmm. it back. Nice. But it ma- it starts at home is basically what I'm trying to say. We didn't get to eat dinner together every day. And I think having the lifestyle is like having a routine where you're kind of bringing in habits that are encouraging like a positive mindset and not something that you're kind of doing as a punishment to yourself or something where you're mm-hmm. you're abstaining for, from something. Yeah. Uh, in a previous episode, we've talked about, you know, having family dinners mm-hmm. or dinners together, you know, every night um, is really beneficial for kids. And I try to do that in my household every night. And, you know, toddlers are tricky because they're quite picky. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to... Obviously, I want him to eat everything on his plate, but sometimes they just don't. So I try not, I really watch what I say in front of him because I don't want him to be like, you know, have any issues in his future. (laughs) Right. So life is already hard. I watch what I say. Exactly. Um, But I definitely encourage him to at least try anything. That's Just try it to test it. If you don't like it, that's fine. At least you tried it. But it's so, hard. It's hard. So is it safe to say, Sarah, that you cook at home? Mm, yeah. At least five to six times a week. I think that's great. And I think that would be something I consider a lifestyle. You're, is that mm. unless you have a plan or you're meeting up with somebody for an occasion that you cook at home every day? Now, let's take me. You're a mom of two. You're living in the suburbs, right? That makes sense. You cook every day. Uh Single girl in the city. I don't live in New York City. 
but I, I live downtown. I currently don't cook every day. I did on and off for years. I did during the first bit of COVID, but based on like my current lifestyle and me not always being at home, I stop. So then you get, you move into like bad eating habits of like ordering mm-hmm. takeout all the time and doing stuff like that, where now you're falling out of your good habits. You're adopting an unhealthy lifestyle. So what I do now, and I'm still not 100% perfect at it yet, is that I will subscribe to like a meal delivery service where I at least I get like two meals a day delivered. They're already prepped. I just got to heat them up, have a balanced ratio of like protein, carbohydrates, whatever. Nice. And then it's fulfilling like a healthy eating lifestyle for me and not completely breaking my bank. And then I don't have rotted vegetables in my fridge. And I think that's great. And I I actually wanted to try that. There's there's a ton of different uh, services out there that like mm-hmm. deliver like fresh ing- in- ingredients and like tell you exactly what to do. Like I'd, l- I'd love to try that out. I think that's great. And honestly, I think it's hard to cook for one. It is. Like when I'm cooking for other people, then I'm like, okay, we need it. We need, I need it. Like, especially my kids, like I need to make a veggie. I need to do this. I need to do that. But if it's for me, I'm like, nah, I don't need that. So mm. I give you like kudos for even like cooking for yourself. Cause I think that's, oh, I would just talk myself out of it. <laughs> well, I used to like meal prep and stuff like that. The problem is always in cooking for one is that you have too many leftovers. There's very few recipes that yeah. are for one person, at least ones that I would yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. So that gets really boring really quickly. If like I have to cook something like it's cheaper for me to buy a whole chicken right but then i cook a chicken what am i eating for five or six days a chicken i don't want that (laughs) chicken for breakfast lunch and dinner yeah like so yeah so i'm in a phase right now maybe i will get back into it but i'm just not cooking because i can't i can't deal with like eating the same thing over and over again so meal delivery allows variety for me yeah, no, and I think that's great. So when you're not doing your meal kit delivery service, mm-hmm. do you do like takeout or do you do like the other apps like the Uber Eats or the whatever they are? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the other ones are. I used to think do DoorDash at one point, but mm. I don't. I'm a I'm probably Uber Eats just because it's the easiest, and I already obviously I use Uber. There's probably other ones that offer better benefits, but it's just. It's just easy. I know how to do it. I don't want to learn something new. Yeah. What I've never tried is like HelloFresh or Chef's Plate where they send you the ingredients and the recipe and you put it all together as a meal and cook it. I've never done that. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, like HelloFresh, mm-hmm. good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I want to try. I think that's good. Do it. My sister- Tell me how it is. I won't. I won't do that. <laughs> Most of those recipes usually involve cheese and I hate cheese, so I would never like if you if mm. I'm going to all that effort, then I might as well just like pick what I want to eat and get groceries. My sister has done it, I think, once or twice, and she said it was good. So and she's mm. a, they're a family of four. Gotcha. So I have a question for you. So if you're not doing like a takeout from a mm-hmm. from a restaurant or you're not doing like a meal kit thingy. Do you go to the grocery store and get your food? No, because I'm doing meal delivery. So they already prepared the meals for me. Okay. When was the last time you've been to a grocery store? (laughs) How dare you? When was the last time I went to a grocery store? Okay. So technically, the last time I went to the grocery store was a couple weeks ago by accident. So I I didn't actually like do anything. A couple of weeks ago? Yeah, but I didn't buy anything because I had significant, I'd burned my hand. Remember, I had burned my hand mm-hmm. very badly and I had the allergic reaction in my hand. 
swole to two two times its regular size. So I'd gone into Shoppers Drug Mart to buy some Benadryl and some polysporin. And then I was trying to get out of the building. And I thought I could go upstairs and walk out because the Shoppers Drug Mart was like below ground level, or at least that's what I thought. And then I ended up in Loblaws. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't get out. So, so you didn't just like peruse and like walk around the no, aisles? No, because this was before was work. I was supposed to be at work. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. So um, yeah, that's when I was in a grocery store last by accident. <laughs> by accident. Other than that, it's been a few months that I've been in a grocery store. Yeah. Oh God, it's been like a few hours for me. <laughs> I I don't like the grocery store. I don't like it. And it, I okay. find it like... Mm-hmm. When I did grocery or when I did cook at home, I did go to the grocery store then either. I I would have my groceries delivered. Okay. However, when we no, it's just it was ten dollars, and then I I had a membership, so it actually was less than that. Of like, Mm. you know, if I'm getting groceries delivered every two weeks or whatever, it would just it would be fifty dollars for like three months or something. So like that would pay itself off. That's girl math. When we work together, though, I would go, I would go to the grocery store sometimes to go to the salad bar or get like food there. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. So like I have no concept of the grocery store. Don't you miss, like, I just like, sometimes like to walk through the aisle, see what's on sale, grab whatever's on sale that I know I'm going to need eventually, just like save myself some money, girl math, and just like walk around. I hit up different grocery stores because they have different products and different Uh, things. Chris is like shaking her head at me. Like, this is like the most ridiculous thing she's ever heard of. I mean, I would... I would, I could argue and say single people don't think about prices, but there's lots of other single women I know that actually do that, what you're doing, like go to different grocery stores for different prices, different products. No, I don't, I, I have no concept and never had any concept of how much things cost. Like, I don't know. I've lived my life as a rich person from a grocery perspective. No clue. Okay. I'll take pictures of things next time I'm at a, I'm at a grocery store and send it to you. Please don't. Like, you don't try and ruin my day. Like, I've, I'm have i living a happy life because I don't go in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But I think that's but- different because I need to make sure that I have snacks for my kids at all times. Mm-hmm. Like fruit. They love their fruit and their berries, which is uh, can be expensive at some point. So, like, I always need to have food in the house. Not just for <laughs> me, just for the kids. I just Instacart that. <laughs> I just get someone to pick it up and bring it. Like all I think of is like cha-ching. That's all I think of. Yeah, but and and valid. It is cha-ching. And I'm not saying I do it every day, but I'm helping the economy, number one, keeping people employed. And I'm not spending You tell yourself that. I'm not spending it on I don't spend I don't buy like luxury items, right? Like I I could buy brand, you know, very high-end purses at this point in my life, but I don't because I don't have an interest. So I'm gonna spend my money for somebody to deliver the stuff to my door. Just makes it easy. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've I think we've talked enough about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could go on and on. Yeah. The idea is to just create a routine that involves some balance. So going to the grocery store is great if like gas isn't too expensive. Walking to the grocery store is even better. Culturally, in parts of the world. They don't do what we do here and go like every week or every two weeks to like do a bulk buy. It's part of their everyday life. Like I'm going to go buy bread at the bakery Mm -hmm. every day. I'm going to go buy what I need for dinner that night. That's probably not conducive to our lifestyle because it's so busy and there's there's a lack of like work-life balance. But ideally, that's what you want. You want to incorporate those kind of healthy habits and not be focused so much on 
I think the end result. So then the restrictive eating comes into play. It's more like, let's get some positive reinforcing habits into our routine so that we can feel better about our activities and what we're doing. Because also Mm -hmm. the whole cycle of restricting and binging and restricting and binging permanently damages your body and you don't want to do that either. The flip side to that when we talk about metabolism is that you can start to like damage your metabolism to the point that you start like gaining weight. And as Mm -hmm. women, we struggle with weight at different points in our lives for different reasons. One could be metabolic damage. Another can be like postpartum related, right? Where a lot of women struggle to lose baby weight after the first baby, but with every subsequent baby, it becomes harder for them to lose weight. That's Mm -hmm. what I've heard. I don't know if that is actually true, but I imagine that you're not paying attention to like putting yourself on this like meal plan and exercise plan after you have your first baby. Maybe you can try and figure it out. But by the time the second baby rolls around, it's just like you don't even have time for yourself. You would come mm-hmm. last, right? That's true. I can definitely say that. Like when you look at yourself in the mirror after having two plus kids, you, you really don't see yourself. And, and it's really tough. Yeah. And you have to buy different clothes because your pre-pregnancy clothes don't fit you. You have to. It's mm. it's yeah, it's tough. It is a bit of a mind F to not recognize yourself anymore because you're so mm-hmm. you're so tied to how you look. So like from a body image perspective or just feeling comfortable in your body, it has so many other effects that you just can't think about. Like not fitting into your clothes. Like also like what if you don't have money for new clothes? Like totally. And also like you're, you know, the first six months, let's say, you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So you're going to grab the quickest snack or right. quickest food and shove it in your mouth because that's all the time you have. Or some you're eating what the kid didn't are, eat. Right. Like some people are superheroes and like we'll work out when the when the kid's napping yeah. or we'll like, you know, prep meals and things like that. And that's great. And I wish I were you, but I'm not. And I will grab like the odd thing like here and there around the kitchen because I'm like starving. So I'm like, oh my God, I haven't ate in like X amount of hours. Yeah. And that's why, you know, people potentially gain weight too after having a baby mm-hmm. because they're just, they're just not, you're not focused on yourself. And your hormones aren't regulated, right? Your hormones are all over the place too, which pl- play a role in your metabolism. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It's a roller coaster ride. That's amazing. God bless you for bringing two lives into the world because I'm not interested in getting on that ride at all. Like parallelograms, there needs to be a bigger focus on health management, I think, or I don't know, wellness management. Like there needs to be more, maybe it's part of science. I don't really know of just what a healthy eating looks like, what maybe psychological behaviors look like or something. But like a realistic version, not this like bullshit, yeah. fluffy, you know, in a perfect world situation, like a realistic day to day person working nine to five, maybe has a family, maybe doesn't, maybe have kids, maybe doesn't like a realistic mm-hmm. point of view. And for a realistic age, like in school, yes, I remember the food pyramid. Right. But I remember being like, I don't eat like that at home. So I'm not going to talk about it because I'm going to feel like, oh, like, I don't know what this, I don't know what these grains are, number one. Like, what is this? Like people who come from families that <laughs> have cultural differences food wise, like the food pyramid made, made literally no sense. It's like, I don't, I don't see a mango on there. Like, what is this? Like apple, banana, <laughs> pear. Like, <laughs> it's not inclusive but enough. I re- Yeah, no, true. And you know what? I remember seeing when I was young, specifically around like 
popular diets Mm -hmm. and they would have a celebrity endorsement and being like, maybe it was like, I remember seeing Oprah. I remember seeing Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I remember seeing Christy Alley. mm -hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, And I remember seeing like their before and then their after. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. So I'm sure if other people are seeing that. Yeah. yeah, Right. And it's like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it too. The results, because they saw results and you want results. Kirstie Alley and Oprah, I remember it being slim fast shake I, I know for sure oprah got lost a lot of weight in the 90s on the slim fast shake i think kersey did something of it and then she went to weight watchers mm-hmm. and jessica simpson was also yeah. a big weight watchers spokesperson however in her bi- autobiography them into autobiographies lately mm-hmm. she basically said that she was on a lot of diet pills for most of her life and they had like a speed amphetamine like effect that she could drink all the time be awake all the time never eat anything and oh my god i mean in her drinking days she, she got quite bloated but before that in her newlywed days when she was really hot on the pop scene she was always on diet pills and that's why she would get skinny So when I see her in pictures today and she's like, people are so concerned about her weight and stuff. I'm like, she's just doing what she used to do. She's on whatever new diet thing is happening, whatever restrictive diet thing is happening. So, yes, I don't believe that you're... And she's also had like three kids. So, like, relax, people. But you wouldn't wouldn't think that by seeing her, though, because she's smaller than her her eldest daughter. So it's like, like, girl, I know you're on Ozempic, so stop. Mm Mm-hmm. Not. I remember driving. I remember being in the car and like seeing the Weight Watchers buildings. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, and okay. I think, I, yeah, and I think they had like they had a they had a fitness center in there. I think, and then I think oh. they had different. Did they or by making that up? They had different. I don't like, know. People are like come, come, come out, and and we'll you know we'll tell you all about it and everything. I remember seeing that and I just remember seeing the celebrity endorsements. Mm, I I can't say if that was a real thing or not. I definitely remember it was all about points. So it was just another way of doing restrictive eating, but in a way that was healthy, being like, you're going to eat this and that's like real life, but it has this many points. You have this many points for the day. How you choose to allot your points is up to you. I never did it, but I knew I had a friend or a friend's sister that was doing it. There were meals you could purchase. I definitely purchased meals before it wasn't for weight watchers oh. it was some other thing when i was in my 20s or something like 300 dollars down the drain those food the food was disgusting i didn't i ate like one and then i just didn't eat anything else after that i didn't eat anything oh my else. gosh where it's like oh if i get these pre-created meals with a certain amount of calories then i don't have to worry about thinking this through but a waste of money jeez jennifer Aniston but i feel like now it's changed like now mm-hmm. there's like keto yeah there's plant-based, there's vegan, gluten-free, mm-hmm. Mediterranean diet. Paleo, yeah. intermittent fasting, low-carb, Whole30, flexitarian, <laughs> planetarian. That's not a real one. <laughs> uh, the newest one is is the Ozempic, which is the, the injection of the semi-glutide that helps like regulate your blood sugar by releasing more insulin and uh, keeping food in your stomach for longer so that you stay fuller for a longer period of time and then you end up eating, eating less. But like, is that healthy? I'm not a doctor, so don't, I don't want to say whether I can't say whether or not it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy for those women that are already skinny that are using it to get skinnier. I think for those that have struggles, those who have diabetes, like type 2 diabetes or those who maybe have like PCOS where weight loss is a struggle that it helps them. But again, it has to be managed because there are there are downsides. Lisa Marie Presley, who recently passed away, 
had just, who was very slim, by the way. I didn't even know mm-hmm. she'd had gastric sleeve surgery or some some kind of surgery of like stomach stapling, stomach condensing. Wow. Died from, she was, she did that surgery. She was on Ozempic and she had an intestinal blockage. What? Like those, those things are unnecessary to me. Celebrities who are really skinny right now. Mindy Kaling, who, who got skinny over a period of like two years. And she's like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And you look at her in the pictures and I'm like, girl, your hair is very thin, which means that something is not right. Like you're, you are nutrient deficient. Yeah. I just yeah, eat small yeah. bites of the things I love. Well, Lies. It's like, okay. Yeah, okay. But like, don't tell people that because you're a yeah. public figure and exactly. people are looking up to you and they're like, well, then I'll do that. If she's doing that, I can do that. It's like, no, well, the reality, don't say that. The reality is she's not being honest about what she's doing. So I'm like, people are going to well, do what they want to do. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's like, people are going to do what they want to do anyway. So I'm not knocking Ozempic as like somebody's solution. I'm not. But don't lie to me about it. Like all of a sudden, you've now figured out the, the whole way of like getting in tune with your body and meditating and sitting in the sun. And now all of a sudden, you're like skinny bitch. Like, stop. Yeah, I agree. Well... I read online that the average adult will try about 126 different diets in their lifetime. Ooh. Are you kidding? That's a lot. That is so much. I'm trying to think about how many diets I've done in my life. Uh, So I bought the meals. That's one. When I was super restrictive (laughs) with my diet, I was... I basically brought my sugar count down to zero, but I wasn't I wasn't monitoring it or anything, but I just I wouldn't eat anything with sugar. I stopped eating bread, like all of that. That didn't have a name at the time. I've done keto. I've definitely done intermittent fasting. I would say I've been doing that my whole life, though, because I was never a breakfast person. So I never ate breakfast, really. What else have I done? I done Atkins before keto was a thing. Oh, and that I think that was the first. Was that the well, first diet one. that came out, or like one of the most popular ones? No, there was there was the Zone, which is Jennifer Aniston's diet. Which is <sighs> the Zone is like what probably would people call now be like I forget what it's called, but it's like what how many macros do you eat a day? The breakdown of like protein versus vegetable or carbohydrate versus fats. So it was another version of keto and macros, but just called something different. I never did that. And y- you know, you know what. I don't know, irks me. It's that all these celebrities are all in all these diets or they have their private chefs making, you know, their mm. well-balanced meals. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, just do it. Like you can do it. Anyone can do it. It's like, no, bitch. Everyone no. has nine to five jobs or they have jobs and they get other exactly. shit and they got responsibilities and they got to go grocery shopping and they have to cook. Like it's not as easy as you're like saying it is. I did try vegan for a little bit. I just got a vegan (laughs) delivery service, but I'd be shitting myself multiple times a day. I could not sustain that. It's all coming out. Exactly. I thank God I was working remote, but literally like, I'm like, who goes to the, who, who goes to the bathroom four times a day? Truly. I couldn't. Which one do you think? (laughs) Out of all the ones you've tried mm-hmm. which one do you think was your favorite and you don't you don't have to be on it right now but which one did you or did or wasn't did you not like any of them well i haven't named them all i, I think i definitely tried slim fast for a little bit that mm. any yeah eventually just drinking like a powdery shake got to me there was one that i did for a little bit where it was called i think the shangri-la diet where oh. it was based on this 
study this guy did with himself of being like, if I eat something really sugary, he was in Europe or something. He's like, and I drink and I drink a soda every day. For some reason, I wouldn't have any appetite to eat anything else for the rest of the day. And I lost all this weight and I was walking. So it was this thing of like a a tablespoon or two teaspoons of sugar in a glass of water in the morning. And allegedly that would, that would cause you to basically not have an appetite all day. And I did that. I don't know how, for how many weeks I did that for. And I don't, I don't remember if it worked. This was when I was still living at home. So I was still, I was like, this may be university age or something, or it was a book that my mom or dad had in the house. That's how I found it. And I don't even know how they got it because they're not diet people. And then how many other ones have I tried? I, w- I want to say I'll try everything once, but that's not true. <laughs> I was vegetarian for a while. Oh, good for you. That's good. When I, was, good for when you I first moved out and I was cooking for myself, I was like, I don't really want to cook a lot of meat. So I would just not do cook meat. That's good. Struggle. When you were talking about the sugar one and putting mm-hmm. it into the water. Yeah. The thing that I thought of was like remember i think it was like a documentary or a movie too and it was like about the mcdonald's how the guy went to mcdonald's every day for like 30 days or something for all of his meals don't you remember that i forget what it was called though yeah it's called like supersize me but he he got yes. fatter and more unhealthy yes yes it's not like jared from subway who would eat subway every day and lost all that weight remember Gosh. that and then remember when yes. he turned out to be a pedophile and now he's in prison yeah fun yikes but, <laughs> yeah so there's a there's a lot of diets you can do if you choose to but if you don't i think there are a lot of vitamins out there as well to kind of help mm. help you get different nutrients sure i think the appropriate approach to living healthfully is being mindful of what we're putting in our body and not being mindful of what we're restricting from our body. So you're touching on like, what are some better, more holistic ways of, of getting the ultimate results? It's just like feeling comfortable with our bodies, having a level of contentment, being healthy as per like, you know, our physical blood tests and, you know, our doctor's visits and stuff. So we've talked about having a balanced nutrition. Nowadays, I think most health plans have like nutrition or dietitian covered under it. I think Mm -hmm. those are things that people can probably take advantage of. You said a good point of like watching what you eat. So like portion control is a big one. Mm -hmm. Getting exercise is another one. And that just that can just look like it's like just go outside and take a walk, right? Like, yeah, get some fresh air, get some fresh air. That's good. Drinking water, which I'm bad at. Put down the Coke and pick up the the, tum- the tumbler of water like Sarah does. Try and manage stress. Good luck with that. <laughs> getting enough sleep. I was just going to say, and getting enough sleep. Not get- not having enough sleep will dis- destroy your metabolism just as bad as eating unhealthy. And I said, I think when we had the ep- importance of sleep episode, I said, like, I should be also be mindful of like working out and eating right I go but I'm prioritizing sleep right now because I'm not getting enough and it's doing more damage to me Mm -hmm. but to your earlier point these things should be supplemented with vitamins minerals and all those other kind of essential amino acids that we're not getting from a regular diet and those things can help in a lot of ways to help regulate yourself and help with anxiety and depression and racing thoughts and insomnia, all things that I'm that I've been suffering from. And I'm not on any pharmaceuticals in any capacity, but I've started more diligently taking supplements at night to combat those things so that I can get enough sleep at night mm. and I don't have racing thoughts. Whatever works, right? Whatever helps. 
Yeah. That's where I, I spend all my I money. Just, that's funny. I just use vitamins to boost my immune system because I don't want to get sick. Mm. You should definitely do it for other things too. I should. You should You're probably eat, right. have a, a B complex, especially for women who have that postpartum hair loss. They don't talk. This is another episode, but they don't talk enough about how basically everything can fall out of you after you have a baby. Like your uterus can fall out, your bladder can fall out, your hair falls out, your teeth can fall out. At this point, your nipples can fall off. Like you, you stand the chance of losing everything after giving birth. Yeah, it's really fun giving, you know, bringing life into this world. It's so much fun. And if you're breastfeeding, you have to also be aware of what you're eating for the sake of the child. Mm-hmm. But then you can't eat a whole yeah. bunch of things because like it'll the baby will explode from like acid or gas or something. It's just like And you have to drink like enough water and you have to like like can't be very aware of your alcohol if you're gonna drink alcohol and be aware mm. of your caffeine intake. Oh, so there's so much. So this this wasn't to overwhelm anybody, but the best way to get towards a goal is to just take make small changes in you know a longer periods of time because mm-hmm. we're just trying to we're just trying to get to a healthy point in our lives and live the longest best life that we can for some people are like i don't want to live long okay that i totally get that too <laughs> if you want to live wildly and like enjoy every moment and smoke a pack of cigarettes and like you know die early age i'm not against that either but for those that just want to stay a little bit longer it's just a, it's making small changes and using your resources as best you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just trying to be um, feel comfortable in your skin because things are going to change as you get older. Your body changes, whether you like oh, it or God. not, usually. Um, so just try to feel comfortable in your, in your skin. Yeah, because that's. I think that's probably the hardest part is getting comfortable with changes in your body, whether getting older or gaining weight. So it becomes more important. Find activities that help you feel better about yourself so that you can get comfortable with the other changes or maybe even distract yourself from the other changes. Really, I don't know what the answer is, but just pick Mm -hmm. up pick up a good habit so that you're not picking up bad habits. And that doesn't mean go out and have margaritas every day. Yeah, too bad. I know. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a coping mechanism. Anything else that you want to add? I think I think we shoved a lot of information mm. into this episode. Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's a lot. People need to I, I digest it and figure out what they want to do in their lives. I will add one thing: is that we just came out of Thanksgiving, so. I think diet is just been top of our minds because we've just stuffed ourselves with turkey. And it is so common for us to be like, I'll go back on my diet tomorrow. And we're going to come into that season because U.S. Thanksgiving is coming up and then Christmas. And we're going to be faced with the same bad mindset or negative self-talk where it'd be like, oh, I'm not going to I'm going to eat well. I'm going to do I'm going to be good. I'm not going to indulge. It's just balance. It's just trying to have a balance. Don't deprive yourself so much of something so that when you have the chance to smell it or taste it, you binge, right? Like you shouldn't be doing that so that it, you can you can have these moments where you have a little bit extra on Thanksgiving, you have a dessert because you haven't had one and then feel okay about returning to your regular habits the next day. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know we, we are going into a really overeating season 
coming up. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we got Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve, all the holiday parties and everything in between. And then people, because they ate and over and over ate so much during that time, what do they do? Oh, my New Year's resolution is to mm. go on this diet. <laughs> that's right. And and that's wh- and then that's where the money comes in. Like that's why it's such a totally a thirty three billion dollar industry. It's just a never ending cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And bad food tastes so good. I know, right? especially at night, like late at night. Mm. Midnight snack, yum. Or coming home drunk, yum. yum. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think that's it. Do you want to wrap wrap up, Krista? Yeah. So as always, we love hearing from our listeners and getting their feedback. Please feel free to leave comments, answer our questions and polls. We put some great ones at the end of every episode. Follow us on all the socials. We have really great content on there. In every episode description, we put links to all of our social media channels to make it easy for you to follow. Please, if you like the episode, give us a follow, give us a rating as always, and make sure you don't miss another episode. Hit that bell icon in our Spotify account. Then you'll always know when there's a new episode up and running. We have a new episode coming up like every couple days, I feel like. Really? Yeah. So as always, we wish you guys best of luck. We'll see you next week, Sarah. And until then, bye. Bye.